0: become a 101 patreon today head to patreon.com forward slash 101 part-time jobs and choose whether you're going to be a freelancer a part-timer or a full-timer you can get access to our full video interviews to our discord server get pre-release tickets to our live podcasts and much more head to patreon.com forward slash 101 part-time jobs and pick up yourself a new gig You playing bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew the Distro Kid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. stats on Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101 pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist, where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. One part-time jobs, the podcast about the economic beneficiaries of lots of part-time jobs, lots of side hustles, who also happen to be in bands that we listen to. On today's episode is the songwriting partnership of Divorce, Felix and Tiger, both named after Wild Animals, and both have just relocated to London. Their EP Get Mean is out now. It's an excellent four tracks that bring in a kind of earthy, gripping, kind of folky unhinged storytelling it's really great and the four tracks are really quite different to each other so it'll be interesting to see what the album sounds like if and when it comes their shows have been great and they've been getting quite a lot of press I'm seeing them tonight at the old blue last for a DIY mag live night on a related unrelated note next week I'm putting on Felix's first show as his new project Barrow supporting Bojockey, which is the band I co-manage. It's at Signature Brew in Hagerston, and you can find tickets for that on DICE. Just type in Felix Jockey. that's B-O-J-O-C-K-E-Y. Access all areas, that's the name of the festival at Signature Brew. Come along, eight quid. The last Whole Earth catalog is playing too. It's gonna be a great night. 101 part-time jobs is supported by 2000 Trees Festival. Happening in July this year, they've announced so many incredible bands. From Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, to Bob Dylan, Holding Absence, Rival Schools, The Wonder Years, Crows, Sprints, excellent band, Svalbard, and The Chisel. If you want to get tickets to one of the best independent rock festivals in the UK, 2000treesfestival.co.uk. It's really incredibly affordable and they don't sell any tuborg. If you want to get 20 quid straight off that ticket, you can use the voucher 101pod. That's 2000treesfestival.co.uk with the voucher code 101pod to get a straight 20 quid off. All right, enough messaging. Here's Felix and Tiger of Divorce. Go well.
1: With your diamond study.
0: So you played in bands before. Were you played in a band before together, Megatrain?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Where were you in life at that point when you started that group? And you know how serious was it, looking looking back on it?
2: We were teenagers when we started it, and we were both uh, a- acting because that's how we met. Um, we met at the acting school right. that we went to as as kids slash teenagers in Nottingham. And um, I think we started the band just sort of because we were friends and we were both musicians, and I I don't really know.
3: We were kind of, I, at that stage, we were both kind of in quite a transitional period. Like, I, like I was definitely, like, kind of serious about being an actor, but um, mainly because I was always nervous about throwing myself into music because I always found, like, the world of industry stuff to be, like, really... Um, convoluted and and complicated and like it's like impossible to know where to start sometimes.
0: Yeah, especially, you know, if you don't have an older sibling or someone that you can look up to and say, "Oh, that's totally. what they're doing, that's the way that we should do it in an authentic way yeah. without buying followers or something. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of world we live in." Yeah. have yeah. lived in for 15 years.
3: We're both older siblings. So it's kind of yeah.
2: <laughs> We're the the fun, the frontier of. Right. <laughs> Musicians in our families, respectively.
0: Yeah. I mean, in your family dynamic, you know, have, have you sort of taken on that role, do you think? Yeah. Taking responsibility, perhaps?
2: Um, I mean, I have two younger siblings. I have a younger brother who's um, three years younger than me, and I have a younger sister who's 10 years younger than me. And um, I think me and my brother, because we're close in age, definitely like saw each other through more things. Um, And I do feel massively responsible for him, like even now. But for my sister, because we had such a big age gap, I don't know, I I sort of, I do feel responsible for her, but I kind of feel like sometimes more like an aunt (laughs) or something to her because she's just, she's um, turning 15 in January. And it's like, I don't know, she doesn't even know what she wants to do yet as in life.
0: Yeah. Do you find that like frustrating in a way?
2: Kind of, because I think when you're a musician, You kind of have to have won, and it's not the case for everyone, but I think certainly for us, it's been something we've been doing since we were really young kids. And so you've kind of got to be motivated as a child to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I am like, oh, oh, there are people that don't just obsess over one thing forever. Right. And I I have at times found that frustrating, but it's, it's not, it's a bit unreasonable really to find to find frustrating because she's absolutely within her rights to not want to do this.
3: (laughs) Sometimes there's like an element of like jealousy and the like not not quite knowing exactly what you want to do or like like being jealous of those people who, who kind of are like oh I could do this like I could be happy doing this. I don't know about anyone else but I always just feel like I would not be. Very happy at all if I no. wasn't just doing music there's
2: something kind of slightly narcissistic about it yeah. i think I'm um, yeah. um, i'm sure a lot of musicians kind of like to that
0: it's yeah. funny isn't it because even in like let's say for the sake of this that like, we're, we're in like indie rock there's a certain amount of just there's a desire mm. there right to show yourself but traditionally in indie rock there is an element of you know not not uh being a
3: Playing it cool. Yeah, playing it cool. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: you and, it. and, and it's impossible and putting yourself yeah. down a little bit, being a bit yeah, yeah. Um, self-deprecating at times.
3: That's a really complex thing to manage, I think, because like I, I don't know, like the two of us are like really organised with like admin, <laughs> and, like I think because like mm. we've had to do it all ourselves um, until won't. now, like.
2: Yeah, talking about Megatrain, we yeah. weren't organised really then. We, like, We weren't, like, but we still, like, we were
3: early for yeah, any soundtrack. It, like, I think were, we like, placed we were,
2: our efforts wrong, yeah, but we, we were, were so like, like, we can't, pl- like, play around, yeah. really. Otherwise, who's going to care yeah, whether it, we completely flop?
3: Yeah, we can't, it, I, I don't know, I think neither of us, like, play it cool in the rest of our lives. Like, we're, we're both quite anally retentive people in different ways. So, like...
2: <laughs> we're quite intense <laughs> in our... <laughs> Uh, yeah, just yeah. I, I don't feel like chilled out is really a word for me.
0: No, the, well, that's yeah. probably going to help you in terms of organising your life. And I, and I guess what that really for means in me. reality is like looking at the numbers in your bank account, yeah. being able to schedule your week so you can make sure that you've got a bit of mm. stuff coming in, money coming in so you can pay rent. Mm. I mean, that's going to help you yeah. really. because I, you know, yeah. I mean, something that I really struggled with playing in bands and I'm just getting through it now is Mm. I found it really hard to take myself seriously.
3: Yeah.
0: So I always enjoyed the social aspect of it. You know, it's weird. I sort of almost like I've had like two brains in a sense.
3: Yeah. For me, I've almost had like the opposite problem in in that like, I, I, I find it quite hard sometimes to have a laugh about stuff and take things easy. And like the band are really good at pulling me up on like when I'm just like stressing over something unnecessarily. Right, because like I, I don't know. Like I grew up like my parents, like are self-employed. They run a like a small theater company, right? Um, and they have done for like thirty years, and that that like that's their income. You know, they they're a married couple who work together all the time, and like I, I grew up like my idea of like how you make money, or like how you sustain a life, is like you go out and do your thing, and find a way of marketing that or selling it
0: so so that's how i mean operating like a band then
3: perhaps. yeah kind of like being yourself yeah.
0: doing your idea
3: mm. Mm. And yeah so the idea of like going and like being on a payroll and like knowing what your monday to friday is going to be like every week without you having to make those decisions is mm. really alien to me, or so, certainly was when I was growing up.
0: You never taught at school, yeah. you know, with you Felix, you know, seeing your parents do it, that's a big influence. I mean, have you, have you, had, have you had an inspiration like that, Tiger?
2: I grew up in Nottingham um, and I, my parents divorced when I was quite young, and neither of them were really career oriented massively. My dad is um, a gardener and just generally like a handyman my mum um sort of t- had stints of different jobs and like buys and sells and stuff and sort of is a bit of hustler <laughs> really and i think maybe it's kind of part I, of the yeah way, i it. think maybe seeing her not settle mm. for just I, I don't know i think there was definitely something in not growing up with a lot of money that like um gave me this like lack of I I just have never really envisioned myself being rich um, Mm. and like not having to really graft to to make just life make sense. And I think it it held me back at the beginning of us doing this band quite a lot because I was so worried about money having seen my parents grow up, uh, having seen my parents as I was growing up, um, struggle quite a lot. Mm. Um, I think I got this sense of like you know, once you go under, there's no getting back up, and I haven't got a safety net. And mm. if I you know don't completely prioritize this minimum wage job that I'm doing, I'm gonna like just tumble into the depths of like debt and mm. and mm. destitution. And I I don't know. I think in a way I was too cautious, but I I still retain some of that because. The reality is in this industry, mm. like, you know, nothing is guaranteed and no income That's is been guaranteed. Healthy as
3: well though, like yeah, that balance.
2: It's given me a sense of like of discipline. Mm. Um I think at this point in my life I feel a little bit more able to take a few risks for the sake of like a of, of, of longevity and of pursuing, yeah, maybe the band, pursuing any anything. I, I feel a bit more like mm. I can I can just be a bit more measured about it and not just be so cripplingly cautious Does that I mean, makes sense
0: absolutely you, you, you can't let that rule what what you're, you're doing right because if, if you if you've got it in your heart and your head and your chutzpah to to play music in the first place you you owe it to yourself to give yourself some belief mm. from on that financial sense and it's it's interesting right because every band i mean every business now apparently but you know music you're always gonna have your first few tours where where you either don't make any money mm. or you make you know just just a tiny bit. Mm. You know that that is just how bands are going to operate. Because even if you've got a sync or or something like that, that that pays, it might not be six months, it might be mm. a year before you get paid for that. Mm. And so I mean is it interesting for divorce having you've got good press people mm. are really enjoying the singles it's like both sides. It's like the it's the audience and the industry. It's yeah. a great position
3: to be in yeah it's 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 really cool it's difficult as well though because it's like you you know things come in where you're like fuck really don't want to say no to that like we've got to try and make that work but then like you know that that thing might pay for itself Mm -hmm. but it doesn't pay for the time you take out of work yeah like and that's that's four people all trying to sustain themselves there's not disposable income there so Mm -hmm. like but i think um going through a a couple of those periods where, like, I don't know. Yeah, we, we got to a stage in the summer where, like, there was a lot of expectation on us to keep up with, you know, the traje- trajectory of things. Yeah. Um what and a we gross would, word, trajectory. I know, yeah. But, like, but we were hitting a proper wall for, like...
2: We just didn't have We'd put money, everything we
3: had into it.
2: it. It had been, like, we'd self-funded for the last... I mean, aside from uh, the money that our label put into press and, and things mm. like that pre... Release like video recording costs, mm. we had to cover that ourselves. No. And we, you know, we brought in a bit from it, touring, but like, yeah, a little bit, but really, the tour, the first tour we went on, paid for itself.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: which is um, good. I mean that's a success.
3: Yeah, that's that's been Absolutely. down to our manager, Ryan, who was our agent at the time, who just like smashed it out of the park. Yeah, right? he's Great. he's
2: fantastic and he's been he he's done it before with his with his other band, Bedroom. Like mm. he he's experienced and, mm. and very pragmatic. And but mm. I think like we yeah, we hit a wall and luckily mm. we've recently gotten a publishing deal with Sub Pop and that has been mm. just a massive weight off. Yeah. Like um just not having to self-fund I think is it it almost like bridges the gap between us being the band we were in the summer to the band that we are now because I think we just after that point of agreeing to that deal even before we had the money Mm. we were like all right we can put money into this now because you know that because
1: we we
3: know that we'll be able to pay ourselves back
2: yeah and and that everything about like the band became lighter and like It, it's really not very glamorous, but it is... The money is... And, and even those, like, pretty menial amounts, oh. like 100 quid here, 100 quid there, it adds up massively for people who are all on minimum wage. It's a yeah. like
0: practice, right? Yeah. Pre- that's strings, yeah. that's equipment.
3: Exactly. It's
2: so expensive.
3: And when you're touring, like, eating out all the time. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, like, you know, yeah.
2: And mm-hmm. and literally missing work. Yeah, like, yeah you know? exactly.
3: Missing two, three weeks at a time.
2: It's just, like, yeah. it. it's pretty insane how difficult it is Mm. to to get any kind of funding like that we've been incredibly lucky Mm. to get the sub pop advance and and we're so grateful for it but that
3: we're not we're not living on it
2: no we're we're not we're not touching it aside from for expenses band expenses like it's like and we have to deliver a certain amount of songs like next year right Mm. with it and it's like but
3: that's like in itself it's that dichotomy between it being like okay i still got a hustle but you know it'll pay for itself but it's also just like i don't know i keep having to pinch myself because you know someone's investing in your creative output yeah. in a way that means that like like you are being enabled to do what you love doing and you're not quite having to go through the everyday battle of being like like how can i say that this is worthwhile for some reason certain people when you tell them you're a musician their first question is how much money you make so like yeah. that's intrusive it's it's so intrusive it wouldn't happen like doesn't happen when you're a plumber or like it, like
2: it does feel like being a musician an artist in general i would say yeah. but i think particularly musicians people mm. do want to give their two pence on like oh well, what's your life like it's, yeah is your yeah. life is it manageable how do you do it or mm. and it's and it seems to be this like either you're
3: mm.
2: absolutely penniless or you've made it and, yeah
3: exactly and it's
2: like it there's such a great area in between that yeah. of like okay yes there's money no we we can't keep any of it yeah but we are able to take the next step and that's massive yeah. and not not every band yeah. gets to do we that we just
3: feel super lucky to be able to do that because yeah. having wanted it so for so long yeah
2: for for saying that we've worked for about eight years um, as individuals and together, like, this is by far the most exciting thing.
3: Like, going to Rotterdam was kind of mad for us, because, like, that's a city and a a country where, like, there is funding Mm. from the government to, like, build a venue build a really nice venue and pay the artists properly yeah and like you, you find that in such small pockets in the UK yeah and and it tr- it do- it trickles down to to the the listeners and the fans and the people who can go to these venues and maybe the drinks are a bit cheaper there because the venue is properly funded and like maybe the tickets are a bit cheaper or or, or maybe the, the people
2: an, in the yeah. country yeah. have more time to <laughs> p- pursue an interest in the arts yeah yeah and i think in this country unfortunately it, it's it's a complete catch-22 because we produce mm. for, for our size mm. we're one we're probably the most significant producer of musicians you know of of pop musicians of the Western world, yeah. because it's so prominent for the amount of talent that that comes out of it, and that is because of these cultures that have formed and scenes that have formed mm. over yeah the whole of the twentieth mm. century and now. But unfortunately, like it, it's shameful to go to somewhere like the Netherlands and see mm. the appreciation and time and mm. the respect that people have for musicians mm. there. It's it's not even it's not even like a, a massive A massive, like extravagant deal. It's just you're well paid for the service that you do. Yeah. On on the flip side, I think it's incredible how many venues, independent venues across the UK, rally against the culture of yeah, yeah, a non appreciation for the arts. And I think there there've been so many places that we've been and had amazing shows. Absolutely, that's what
3: makes it worthwhile. And and the
2: people going touring the uk is mm. like it's it's always like an interesting ride because you know you're going in such quick succession and and you know mm. you and casper our drummer drive us about so we're just mm. kind of doing it all ourselves but mm. it's we would never stop playing in the uk God, for yeah. any reason because it is amazing and yeah. like mm. and the and yeah
3: just I, wish people and venues didn't have to work so hard to fight against it it's, you know, it's I mean.
0: the managers at the those venues and shout out mm. independent venue yeah. week and the independent venue yeah, trust yeah. Mm. it's those managers who yeah. are doing the work yeah. that are getting there people working behind the bar
3: yeah like thank god for that stuff because like otherwise i don't know what this country would have like i mean like no. like like in terms of the music scene i think this is what and uh, kind of enables the the you know the elites and the government to to feel that they don't have to put any money into the arts because we'll keep doing it anyway. I know. But this. It shouldn't have to be that way. Yeah, and well, and yeah. God, it would be like if it's like this now, it would be like unimaginably better to put some money into it. So they'd probably get a return people. for it as well. Exactly. Like it's, the cultural it's wealth... It's insane it, how it
2: exists against the odds. Yeah. And yet, there are people that come to our shows and that mm. come to every local show and are so like, uncompromisingly passionate about yeah. local music, yeah. about emerging bands, mm. and they they still exist in great numbers. And I yeah. don't think we would be able to do what we do without mm. those people. Yeah. And I I sometimes I'm like, why aren't I more supportive of my local scene? And I'm like, well, you know, you are in a band that tours and works really hard and doesn't get much financial return yeah. from it at all, mm. and you're putting that out. And yeah. I think, you know, most musicians f- find it, Horribly hard at points, but it is like okay, it is magic as well, yeah. and there is worth to it, yeah. even if it's quite bleak. The situation, mm. and I know we have been talking about it quite cynically, but I'd I wouldn't have doing it. I say yeah, all of this, yeah, yeah, we yeah. aren't gonna stop, and, and <laughs> I love
3: it as well. It's in, it's in uh, it's inside us.
2: There yeah. doesn't feel like another well, obviously, I'm at uni and you're working
3: yeah. as a
2: carer, but like we. I think that is our, that's our option, is mm. I don't feel, I, th- I would be very, very upset if I had to stop being a musician. Yeah,
3: for yeah, the yeah
0: And that's the magic, like obviously we, I think it's mm. important that we can tap into that anger mm. and that upsetness of the reality, mm. but but there is magic there. There, there, is, there
3: is, you know, the the first, we've done two tours and the first one especially, we'd released one single and we were like, is anyone gonna come to these yeah. shows? Like a few of them were free shows, so we, were thought, we thought, well, I mean, you know, someone's going to come to the free show. But like to see people there was amazing. But then also for it to be still at that kind of level, you feel so connected to the, mm. the audience. Mm. And like, you know, you, you meet them after, like you meet them before. Like it's, it's you're, you're all part of the same experience in a way. <laughs>
0: Support for 101 part-time jobs is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off the performance package with free worldwide shipping only with the code earwax at manscaped.com. I am not a massive, traditionally a massive trimmer. I have gone through those periods as a teenager where I thought maybe I should, you know, trim my pews for all the women and men who are going to see it maybe. But you know what? For years, I gave it up until now. Manscaped's performance package came through in the post. I've never seen something so amazingly packaged. It came with a newspaper. I felt like it's something straight from Batman's utility belt. It felt like something that George Clooney would buy. I felt like I was going straight into Selfridges and I was going straight to the counter and I was getting the A-list treatment. I feel really good about myself with all the goodies that are included in the performance package. You've got the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. I have to admit, I haven't used it downstairs, but I've used it on my face. And my 48 hour clock shadow is feeling really smooth right now. And I don't have to worry about cutting myself because it's an anti-cut technology, advanced skin safe technology, they call it. Uh, It's got 4000 LED spotlights. Who knows what that means? But I'm pretty sure it's good. It's waterproof, so you don't have to worry about electrocuting yourself if you're doing it in the bath. It also comes with the Weed Whacker, which is a nose and ear trimmer. I've been workshopping this down the pub. There's a lot of people down there over the age of 40 and under the age of 35 who are looking for something like that. And it also comes with a prop crop preserver, bull deodorant, and a crop reviver, bull toner. Still trying to get my head around it, but I feel really good. It also comes with some boxes, Manscaped TM. A t-shirt. I wore that to cricket nets the other day, and 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 running. And it comes with a travel bag. If you're in a band, or you're going on tour, or you're leaving the house, in any kind of circumstance, a travel bag is really what you need to keep all your health stuff, hygiene bundle in one place. So Manscaped.com, get twenty percent off and free shipping for the Performance Package 4.0 only with the voucher code Earwax. Manscaped.com
1: Living easy Living free Working the day So I can play my name Ask for nothing Leave me be Living in my chagas
0: Started uni, <laughs> yeah. You know, was that a big decision to come down to? Like, well, let's well, first of all, you've both just moved down here, yeah. just down the road from here. Four what? days ago, yeah. Brilliant matter of days down here. You just yeah. started uni, Tiger.
2: Uni, yes. I, um, Goldsmiths, Goldsmiths. I'm Great studying, history. yes, it's an amazing place. I'm very lucky to be there. It's a privilege, actually. It's, it's a, it, you can feel the atmosphere of, you know, just. T- The Student Union does so many amazing things. It's very politically active. And it feels like there's no bullshit there, really. Um, I think sometimes, like, those kind of left-wing environments of universities get a bit of a rep for being a little bit, like, you know, sensationalist. But they are amazing. And until you're there... I'm a little bit older now. I'm 24, and, like, I... I feel a little, like, just a few years older than everybody else. But mm. it's like, oh, no, actually, I know what I want to do at uni. Well, 18 actually... to 24
0: is quite a significant mm. period in your personality. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, your I've, goals
2: and... I feel good in that I've gone out and I've worked. I've been self-sufficient for many years mm. and worked, you know, crap jobs and lived in outside of London. And I'm like, okay, no, I deserve to come down here now. I feel like I'm not just, like stumbling out of my family home and into halls or something i'm like living with my friends my bandmate and like i decided to do this course in the pandemic uh we sort of our last project we um we'd not seen each other in quite a few months and i mean live music was just kind of put on pause and that was sort of the only thing that we were doing at that at at the point before the pandemic hit we were like getting our live show together and before we decided to reform his divorce, I started doing um, an access course because I'd dropped out of A-levels and yeah, I just decided, you know what, I want to move to London. I really do like journalism as a as an interest. I might as well go and do a degree.
3: And also that's your vehicle to being in London. Is, is exactly. Right, right?
2: The loan's keeping me here. Mm. Um, it's not like a whole lot of money, but it's enough. Mm. And gives me the flexibility to be able to be in a band it's very enriching to Mm. be in a university environment
0: and you have some time I mean that that reading time Mm. you can kind of put that reading time into journalistic practice Mm. if you're meeting different people you know you're meeting different people working in music Mm.
2: I'm very lucky to know a lot of interesting people most of them my friends (laughs) but my lecturer actually said to me today he was like you can't just interview your friends. So I was like, oh, I might—I have this friend a musician in Glasgow and he was like, you cannot just interview him. I'll know if it's your friend. I was like, how will you know? And he was like, you're all over social media. I will, I will know if it's your friend.
1: You've got to so do go friends
2: of friends. I've got to do friends of friends. Oh, I'm friends with everyone on the scene. The music scene, the UK music scene, I know. We've seen kids now. I'm friends with everyone. If you're a musician, you are my friend.
0: You're feeling good about it. You know, this is a, this is a good... Is it like a fresh step? What does it feel like? Do you feel like you're starting a new leaf?
2: It feels good. I really enjoy studying. I'm, you're I think a I'm a bit of a swot. I I was quite nerdy at school. I did I did pretty well um, <laughs> and um, I did terribly at my A levels. But um, you found beers. I did. I found a boyfriend and beers and. <laughs> I just that's all changed now though and uh, I'm a nerd again Great. and so yeah now I'm just mm. it's exciting
0: but you made you kind of both made a decision at the same time to move down here
3: yeah I mean like you you made the decision before I did i I was kind of like oh I don't know where I want to be I mm. was like lived in Nottingham for a few years and I was like kind of ready for a change up um ready to kind of be in a different place, but I didn't feel particularly tied to anywhere in the country, in the world. Like, but No civic I, pride. Not really. A... I, I'm not much of a patriot, <laughs> 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 but like, but I don't speak any other languages. I did GCSE French. Um, but I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah, je m'appelle Bibliothèque. But um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and
0: then you were you, doing hands-on work in gardening.
3: I was, yeah, I was gardening, uh, yeah, a bit of landscaping, um, yeah, building steps and and digging holes, planting trees. And then I was, yeah, got another gardening job that was, I, I was kind of self-employed, do odd bits here and there and stuff. But uh, that was hard at times because like, I don't know, especially with COVID, like like we did a tour and then I got COVID immediately, like whilst on tour and I, I lost a lot of work and so it was just like constantly up against it um and and the thought of moving to london on top of that was like mm. why would i do that but actually i kind of got my head around it some things changed in my life a little bit and um i kind of committed to the london thing it took us ages to find a house but in that time i was able to find a job and that job feels pretty stable and yeah i'm working as a as like a personal assistant carer um for a a really lovely man with learning differences so yeah that like having that job down here knowing that we would have a bit of security money wise from that i'd be able to move down get a place the money that i'd put into the car to keep us on the road. Mm. My mm. clutch broke. I had to replace that. The money from the publishing deal kind of paid that off. And then like, yeah, moved down. And I feel like things are a bit more like set up. I have an idea of where I want to be I want to be here.
0: do you find um, like writing when you're doing gardening, could you could you spend mm. some time thinking about it when you're in someone's garden? In a way,
3: yeah. Up? In a way. I, yeah. I would I would struggle a little bit. It was very noisy. Gardening is weirdly really noisy when you're doing it like when you're doing like nine houses in a day you're using like loud tools. And I would find that a little bit hard, but, but every now and again, you get a bit, a bit of weeding to do and you've got some time with your thoughts. Like that hill, like that started as a couple of verses that I'd written like about getting up and going going to work. Um, I'd have a long drive. I was living out in Derbyshire at my parents' place for a bit. And I'd have like an hour's drive into Nottingham and I'd have to be there at like 7 a.m. So like, wow, it would be-
0: You a morning person?
3: No, I wasn't until that job, like (laughs) waking up that early and then doing like a 10 hour day and then getting back and like getting back and being like, oh, I've got to be back at work in like nine hours. Um, But like that weirdly, that kind of, you know, those early mornings and that kind of repetitiveness um, with all the stuff happening with the band at the same time and all those things just existing in my head, I think like led to some like moments of like, uh reflection i think and like having those long drives to think about stuff
0: right. that
3: fed into the song a lot i think ha-
0: having a bit of a dream
1: day, yeah a, a dream like words.
3: a dream that definitely is just like <laughs> very <a>
1: crazy dream
3: <laughs> but like oh it's very much counter to the everyday experience of like, yeah like, like that kind of graft on that little money like yeah, yeah. you kind of
0: that's an alternative job yeah. Exp- uh, culture
3: yeah yeah the whole culture of it is kind of different it like that I don't know, gardening attracts kind of quite unusual people. So, like, I would meet interesting people who'd like, a lot of the guys I was working with were like quite a lot older than me in their 50s. And, like, I don't know, also seeing like the effects of the cost of living crisis on, on that kind of work. Like, my last day there, there was this guy I hadn't seen before. And um, I asked him what was his name. And, and, and um, I was like, oh, was like, what, what do you do usually? And he was like, oh, I work in IT. And I was like, this guy's like, he works in IT and he's doing like a minimum wage gardening job on the side. Like it's starting to actually like hit kind of everyone. You see it, Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's strange meet. doing those jobs for people who just have so much money. They're just throwing it out. Like, you know, you're, you're spending four hours a, a week on someone's garden. A couple of fish ponds. Yeah, that they, that they walk around. Like I, 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 don't, I don't know, like the, it's so little to some people, right. but um, yeah. But the but the jobs that would make it worthwhile is like when like it's a little old lady um, who like can't get about much and her house is falling apart, but she needs that garden to look beautiful because like that's a point of pride. That's that's yeah. what everyone sees, and that, that those kind of moments are really magical
0: that's really nice it is it's it's out of the i mean it is a physical thing it's a garden but it's the feeling that the garden gives yeah Mm. i I know that's a bit like spiritual to say but Mm. you know a nice garden does create a nice energy totally
3: and like it's also like a different kind of like nature magic i like i i love i got into a real thing in lockdown of like reading a lot of nature writing i was finding myself wanting to write songs about the wild and (laughs) nature, but it's so hard to actually get that in a song without it sounding corny as fuck. Right. So
0: that's a test then, right? Yeah, well it's it's a test. But also
3: doing the gardening part, I was like, I am kind of still in nature. It's just really suburbanized. And that there's a tension there that makes it a bit easier to write human songs about it that feel relatable and that feel real. Mm. So that that kind of that kind of crept in a little.
0: And working now as as a carer and assistant, yeah. you're having this friendship, that yeah. working friendship with yeah. with that guy. Yeah, I mean that that seems pretty special. And I I, yeah. I feel like that job is the most punk rock job anyone can do
3: because you're contributing <laughs> like, to
0: society. You know, you're doing you're doing good. You're doing yeah, i hope
3: good. so. I mean, it's just sort of just like kind of i feel, I've always felt like uh, I don't know. I think we have a strange um, attitude to illnesses and like neurodiversity in this kind of society that means that people often think of it as the other and actually those people just see things in a different way and you can learn a lot from having genuine real connections and communication with those people i've always been around like i've in my life experience my family experience like that's always been a a part of it so I've, i've never been squeamish about that stuff it's all always just been a part of life and that feels really nice to put those um, things that I just kind of like picked up naturally into into my work and 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 feel enriched by the job that i'm doing, which i didn't really feel when I was gardening on minimum wage. I feel like i'm actively like making someone 's day easier i I'm still new to the job so i'm still like kind of shadowing people every now and again, and like that's really cool and really inspiring to see how other people do it and learn those things mm. and go into it in that kind of open way like the people who do those jobs are amazing people pouring their lives into making other people's lives easier and that is so inspiring to watch These that's
0: makes the world go around yeah
3: exactly exactly
0: When I worked at Waitrose, is is actually a very fun place to work. In, in my small town where I grew up, basically all my friends worked at. I'll show you how not posh this town is. It was a Waitrose. It was the, that was the big supermarket there, and we all worked there. And I stupidly on tills. I don't know why I thought that'd be. But I used to run back and and take munches out of the fresh fruit and a similar thing. I like I, the thing is munches out
1: of the
3: fresh fruit. The thing is and bring the, back.
0: No, I, I'd usually have a full one. But okay, nice. this time, this one specific time, it was the best pear I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> it was the crunch of an apple, like the, the juice of a blueberry, like the kiss of a raspberry. You know, it was just—it the, just the perfect pair. And manager, big big manager comes through. Oh, but, but in that moment, I put it back onto there. So I don't know if if that one that had a a, ch- a good old sort of cartoon yeah. style bite. It was put out onto the shop floor, Whoa. I'm not sure. Well, maybe the um, manager
3: was looking for a too. Well, look, maybe
0: mm-hmm. we ended up
3: sharing,
2: sharing a pair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sharing a pear. A
3: pear. <laughs> Nothing better than sharing do a pair, the manager. Do you have
2: a story? I used to work in this uh, these tea rooms in Nottingham and um, it was a really lovely cafe actually and it's long gone now, which is really sad. But um, I once... <laughs> Um, I, I was 17 when I worked there, so I was just an idiot. And they used to have this big sack of um, white Belgian curls, like for hot chocolate in the cellar. And you go in and you get like a, well, a little bit of it to bring up. And it was just so delicious. It was just like pure like a massive sack of white chocolate. So I'd just go down there and I'd just be munching. Like, I, I don't know, like, I do it all the time. And then one time I was mid-munch and my manager just walked <laughs> in and was like, and I just went like, I just like shut my mouth. Like, oh. And he was like, what are you eating? And I was like, obviously just had a handful of white hot chocolate <laughs> curls. And he was like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> Um, but that was I I feel like I had like in my head I had chocolate all over me like a massive baby, <laughs> but um, yeah it, we didn't speak about I didn't wear that for much
3: longer after yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks so much,
1: Joe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there was Felix and Tiger here on 101 Part Time Jobs. Divorce's EP Get Mean is out now. I highly recommend you go and listen to that immediately, right away. Cheers for listening to 101 Part Time Jobs rate and subscribe if that's your kind of thing see you next week for another episode here's cock sparrow
1: i've been working all day forming on the side running around early-
0: This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast.